Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. A little luck of the Irish is just around the corner. The Hilton at Island St. Patrick's Day Parade is back and it's better than ever. The parade has really become an island tradition. It hosts over 20,000 spectators every year. And here to talk about this year's Grand Marshals, parade routes, and pipe and drum bands is longtime parade volunteer and event co-chair, Alan Perry. Alan, I think everyone is so excited to have the St. Patrick's Day Parade back. And it's always so amazing the, the caliber of talent you attract. I mean, how, how has this happened over the years? How do you get some of those pipe and drum bands that come for our parade every year? You know, first of all, we're, we're super excited to have it back as well. And, and we know the community is. And, and you know, as a, as a human species, we all like to be together and socialize. So, so it's real exciting to be bringing it back this year. Um, you know, it's, it's the committee. Um, a lot of hard work on the committee part. Um, reaching out to the different bands. Jim LaFerrier is our band chair, and, and he has just done an absolutely wonderful job in contacting these different bands from you know the Northeast and the South and a little bit in the West. And, and uh, you know, once they come in, they kind of talk around and go, wow, we absolutely loved the Hilton Head St. Patrick's Day Parade. I bet they do love it. It's not a bad place to be if you're going to do a parade, that's for sure. Do some of them stay just out of curiosity? Does anyone stay or stay with their family or do any of that stuff? Well, so here? yeah, so, um, you know, Boston Pipe and Drum, uh, New York Fire Pipe and Drum, um, you know, they'll come in and they'll spend a couple of days with us. Uh, Charleston, I think I think they come in for the day. Um, that's amazing, the, though. The Border Patrol, they're coming in for the day, but but they come out, come back throughout the year and bring their families back. I bet they do. You know, it is, um, you know, the parade's recognized as one of the top 20 tourism events in the Southeast, which is pretty remarkable. Yes. How has it grown since that first parade in 1988? Um, it it draws like twenty five thousand people, doesn't it? Now, right? Yeah. So so you know the first year um, they didn't have a permit, so you know there was a little bit of trouble. But uh, you know now it's it's a real full fledged event, and there's a lot of uh, work that goes into getting permits to use the road. Um, to have the police department there, the Department of Transportation has to sign off, getting all the insurance in place, which is you know these days is a little bit different, more d- difficult than it's been in the past. Um, but really focusing on that family you know, affair, that family event where the kids can have a great time and pulling in the entertainment that people really enjoy to see. It's it's really a family affair. I it mean, really it, it definitely is a family affair. You know, the grand marshals for this parade are sort of like a who's who of of our local area as well as in South Carolina. I mean, the Correct. former governors have, have been grand marshals, town managers, um, other local dignitaries. Who are the grand marshals this year? Well, for the first time, there'll be uh, 2020, 2021, and 2022 Grand Marshals, Gloria and Alan LeCoe. Oh, great choice. Yeah, just just wonderful people and great stewards of the community. Yeah, no, they, they really do give back. I think it's really great, too, that the parade honors, really, people like the LeCoes who just give so much to this community because that's what it's all about. It is. It's about the un, unsung heroes that are doing stuff in, in the wings that uh, don't always get recognized. And it's their time to shine in front of the community. Now, just down the road in Savannah, there's a little parade, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a St. Patrick's Day event. Um, what do you think makes this one so special? It's a totally different event from what's happening in Savannah. But what do you think makes this one 
so special for people right. year after year. Yep, ours ours is a little bit smaller. You know, we, we kind of limit the size of it, and it's it's basically two to two and a half hours long. So it's a it's a nice time frame for the for mom and dad to get out there with the kids and everybody to see everything. And and it, it's just it's just a little more family oriented in that respect that it doesn't last all day long, and it's not a huge party atmosphere. Um, yeah, some of the restaurants have their and bars have their things going on, but for the general public, it's just a good place to be and watch a fun time. So what's the secret to parking? Let's stop a little gridlock before sure. it gets started. What's the secret to parking for yeah. the St. Patrick's Day Parade? So, so we're going to be parking some people at uh, USCB. Um, obviously, there's some other parking areas around within the, the establishments that are along the parade route. We're asking people to jump on the trolley, you know, jump on the breeze and, and utilize that and and forego some of that tri uh, parking traffic nightmare and uh, see how that works. I think that would be a great alternative for people to, to jump on. You know, this is one of the happiest parades I think I've ever been to. Even though it is, you know, you're going to park. It's to, to put 20,000 people or right. more in one place that's going to happen. But everybody's just in such a great mood. It's a kickoff to spring. It's the kickoff to spring. I know I always mark the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I'm usually in shorts. It's usually my first sunburn of the year. Right. So that's how I know that that spring is definitely a coming. How many years have you been involved with the parade? You know, somebody asked me that the other day and, and they, they thought it was 28 years, but I think it's probably more around 24, 25 years that I've been involved. That's a long time. That, tell me, do you have, tell me about some of your most memorable moments from the parade. What sticks uh, out to you over the years, Alan? You know, um, the, the joy of the kids out there obviously is one of them. Um, you know, uh, one year we had a flyover that was really, really exciting um, to have orchestrated that. Um, you know, just just to see everybody's faces and, and what I've kind of graduated to now is I run up and down the parade route before it starts and as it's going on to make sure people are standing back. But to see everybody and, and really, you know, coming off of a well, a two year you know, COVID situation, but, but um, coming off the winter to be able to get out there and see everybody right before all the other festivals kick off. It's just a great time. Just a great thing to do. So give us the details, when, where, what time, all the good stuff. Yeah, sure. So, so if you recall last year, we did a boat parade in lieu of the parade, which was a huge success. Uh, we'll be doing that again this year on Saturday. Great. Saturday morning, it's going to kick off about an hour and 15 minutes after low tide. Um, so that's about 11, 15, 11, 30. And that'll be starting off at the mouth of Broad Creek, going up Broad Creek to Shelter Cove. Um, just a fun get together and, and kind of celebrate. Uh, afterwards, from four to seven, we're going to have a concert, Irish concert at Celebration Park. Oh, great. And we've got Finian and Sons, which is an Irish band that's well known. And then uh, Boston uh, Boston Bagpipes and New York Fire, uh, they will be out there as well playing. And then Sunday, the parade kicks off at 3 and probably finish up around 3.15. Uh, I mean, sorry, 5.15, 5.30. That'd be a short parade. <laughs> That'd be quick, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that That'd would be, be quick. But uh, 3 to about 5, 5.30, somewhere around there. Um, staging area will open up at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, and then we'll get everybody positioned and kick off. And there might be a green beer or two available up and down the parade route for the sure, restaurants. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. I'm, I'm, I can speak to it. I'm sure you're busy walking <laughs> up and down that parade. That's great to, that the boat parade is back. That's going to be fun. I love living in a place where we plan events around the tide. Right. That's great. Somewhere around low tide, high tide. That's <laughs> that's a great way. Well, we can't wait to see you out in the parade route. Thank you for all you do for the community and, and for your dedication to this event. It's really special. We love it. Well, you know, I just don't live here. I love here. Yeah. Oh, right? good. Yeah. What a great way to put it. Thanks, yep. Alan. Thank you. 
thanks everyone for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. 